You know what I was doing last night? What? Changing cats, goddamn tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we was out there like. Before the party, nigga. Yo, we was out there like, I've been working on the railroad. I knew he was going to say, I. I helped. This nigga, this nigga she twisted it like two times. Like, I helped. Eh, eh, I'm tired. So y'all, I, all that motherfucking gym this nigga be going to this. That's <laughs> the point. My muscles is done. Nigga, I'm in that bitch sweating. Nigga, I'm like, terrible. I ain't gonna lie. She did the, and I, I love my brother. Here, uh, I tried. I tried. See, see how y'all do me, son. That's nasty. So I, so let me remind you. I, I changed the whole tire last night. Whoa, whoa, whoa! First, we changed the whole tire last night. I sure nigga, did twist I came home. I, I twist too, no nigga. I ain't had nothing. Believe me, if I told you, the thing that we needed was in the trunk the whole time See? and let me go faster. See, that's hilarious. We had to do the shit manually. Wah wah wah. The whole time, my brother came today to pick it out, and he was like, he grabbed all three parts, and was just like turning that thing. And I was just like, we was out there an extra forty-five minutes for no reason. That's fucking crazy. Stink, stupid. Ten minutes to bring the car up, and ten minutes to bring the car back down. Ooh, I got to drink to that. That shit hurt my the, feelings. I had the wildest situation where. Um, on my first, I think, yeah, that was, that was our first date with, um, with the car broke down on wherever the fuck we were. I, I don't know if it was military or where, wherever the fuck we were in Miami, that shit broke down. Right. And, uh, I think it was like the back right tire that, um, popped. Oh, so that's when you had hit me at the random, and I was pulled, we busy. pulled off yeah, to the, yeah, we yeah. pulled off to the side. I call Sheem. Sheem was busy. I call Chef. Chef ain't have shit with him because uh, you know we all on a trip or, or whatever. But we were trying to figure out like how the fuck we could even get this shit going. She has a tool in the back, but it's not what we need to actually get the tire off. Yeah. So because of the type of car that she had, well, first I called my homie Vaughn. Shout out to Vaughn. Vaughn pulls up. He thinks he has the right tool. We we hook it up. That shit don't don't do nothing, bro. And we looking at each other like, how the fuck does this not work? Yeah. So now we're both trying to like he's um his car is behind the car that we in. I'm pushing the car, trying to get it off of the main road, and she's steering. We see a cop. We're like, perfect. He probably got some shit that could help us. This and that. We try to flag this motherfucker down. This nigga sat in his car and ignored us. I'm talking about we honked our horn, <laughs> we yelled, oh, we bro. The cops sat there and ignored the shit out of us. That was fucked up. We had to get the car off of the exit, so we took the exit. Cops normally typically do it on consignment, like that's what they like kind of supposed to do. Need a spare? Need AAA? Yeah. You good? We took it. We took the car off the exit. Yeah. Stopping traffic and everything. Vaughn was behind us or whatever with all his lights on, pretty much stopping fucking traffic or whatever. We get off the exit. We pull into uh, to McDonald's. Um, Nigerian cat come out and um, he was like, "Hey, y'all need such and such." And he looked at the type of he looked at the type of car we had. He was like, "Oh, you lucky! I just packed the the thing that you need." He went and got that shit. Helped us to jack it up. Helped us to take the tires off. Cause the whole time, all we had was the jack to actually raise the car, but we didn't have the thing that was needed to to actually take the like the bolts off for her specific type of car. Yeah, he had it because he drove the same kind of car she did. Oh, that's a blessing. Yo, when I tell you us pulling into that McDonald's saved us, and that cop, you know what we were talking about? We were like, yo, what if this was like some human trafficking shit? What if this was this and that? Like that motherfucker, he didn't look. What have failed you? He didn't look. He didn't ask no questions. He didn't give a shit. He just left us there to 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 die, bro. Dang. That shit is crazy. But um yeah, man. 
Changing tires, bro. Changing tires is important, dog. Hey, man. I'm just glad to get, it, you know, when he's successful. I hate getting beat when it comes to car problems, bro. And you just something you're working on and you can't fix it. Well, that, that, that that's prideful. Hurt. Yeah, hurt, I, I was able to get one, I was able to get one of the bolts, right. one of the 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 lug nuts off with just like wrapping my shirt around my hand and like twisting oh, that shit. But but the thing is like it hurt so bad that yeah. by the time I got to the second one I yeah. couldn't even twist. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's how I was last night. Was Doing like, that with just hand strength is yeah. like that's, crazy, that's different. Bro. That's different. And nigga said I'm gonna turn into Thanos for this one. <laughs> bro, nah, that shit was crazy, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh man, car problems be the realest, bro. Dude. Now car problems suck because they always happen at the unexpected time. They never really happen at the time you expect it because that's the point of a car problem, that's right? Like when we left the club, Liddy one time <laughs> and we went to this nigga's shit car it was cool. Nah, <laughs> all right. So if he gonna tell his story, <laughs> it's his fault. My shit got bro. told, bro. Oh, it is God. my fault. I, I pulled fault. up, me, him, and our uncle, and um, we was going to have a good night, whatever the case may be. We was look, it was packed already by the time we got downtown. We get somewhere where they, you got to pay the part. They have a, a man that you pay, you give money. But we did find a, a slick way to get in because there was an opening. And he and I'm like, yo, we should pay the man. I keep selling him like, yo, we got bread. We could pay the man. We could pay the man. He was like, nah, son, I got this piece of paper. And <laughs> I found this piece of paper in your car. Just stick it in your window, nigga. Mind you, you know what I'm saying? This Mind you, we was already already lit. So it sounded like a good idea. And typically, y'all know me. I be the one like, nah, I'm fucked that. We either going to pay. Like walk Or we gonna pay Y'all both know me I'm, We either gonna walk Or we gonna pay This one time I'm like fuck it bro uh, Bro <laughs> oh, no, you, I ain't gonna Had the time of our of life Wherever work, the fuck bro. we went Had the time of our life bro We get to the car bro I'm I'm hitting my motherfucking alarm I'm no like car. okay I'm like I'm like okay My shit must be further down The, the, the parking lot <laughs> Way down the parking lot The shit the not lot. there <laughs> All hell broke loose. Now, Chef maybe could share his experience from there. I blacked out bro. because I was ready to hit this nigga. The one part I was mad. It, I was so this mad, This is probably bro. one of the best nights we had downtown, bro. We I was so all mad because I was like, I shouldn't have listened to this nigga. Blast. I knew I shouldn't listen bro, to this Bro, we nigga. having a blast. We like, all right, man, we had enough fun. Let's go home. We go home. We walking. We talking, blah, blah, blah. This nigga shit. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. He in the car. There ain't nothing coming up, bro. I'm like, yo, just hit the alarm. Let the alarm go off. It'll tell you where it at. Boop, boop. I even did boop, that, by the way. Next thing you know, nigga, we so litty that I had to think, like, did we park here? You know what I mean? Like, that's how it <laughs> hey, yo. So I'm kind of questioning it, like, bro, nah, man, it's over there, man. So, we, you know, you know Bruh. how me and we arguing. Bro, it's father, man. Man, walk over there, man. Nah, nah, park right. Bro, you nah, ain't park right. I was saying, nah, my car got bro. towed, nigga, and it's your fault. I Next kept saying that. that. I kept saying that. We just come to the conclusion that that nigga shit, that nigga shit gone, bro. It's always the I had nights. to leave these niggas for, like, half an hour because I was so mad. I was like, I, I got to calm down. I had to leave for like 30 minutes. They had to like look for me, him and my uncle calling me. I'm like, nah. I'm like, nah, bro, because how I feel, no. I got to calm down first. It's always the nights where you having the best time when a car gets towed. It's always that night. It's never like, it's it's never a mediocre night. It's either the best night or the worst night, one or the other. I had my first time going to the club in Tallahassee after this is after you know pledging this is after um the classic at this point I'm I'm officially a member at 100 I'm no longer a freshman you know what I'm saying like I'm actually able to enjoy myself my first time going to the club me my homeboy Marcus uh shout out to Marcus Bailey salute Marcus decided to uh take me out uh because he was a year ahead of me 
Mm. So he was, you know, showing me the ropes. He took me and my freshman brother, Pat, to the club. I will never forget this day, bro. We get there, have a ball. I'm talking about amazing night. Mm. We get out. First things first, we're walking, and there's this dude next to us that's like, you could tell, you know, when a nigga just had a little bit too much, and so he walking <laughs> funny. Yeah, he, he hollering at every girl that walked past him. Oh, he was on. He was on. Yeah, he was on that type of time. Yeah, this group of three girls walk in front of where me and Marcus are walking. This dude steps out and like makes a beeline for the girls, and he start walking behind. Him. He's like, "Hey yo, hey y'all, 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 where y'all going, man? Where y'all going? What's up?" The first one, she start giggling. He was like, "Oh y'all act like y'all want to talk with a nigga. Y'all want to fuck with a nigga. Come on, da 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 da." And he start like, you know, trying to put put the yeah. game on or whatever. Yeah. And you could tell the one in the middle is getting annoyed, more and more annoyed because she keep looking back and making this stank face. And he keep walking faster. He was like, damn, he was like, damn, y'all about to have me running in this motherfucker. <laughs> so at <laughs> one point, savage. at one point, the girl in the middle stopped walking. Her two friends stopped like a few steps ahead of her. She turned yes, around man. and she was like, God damn, nigga, what you trying to do? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next sound like I-20. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Shorty had a little something different under the hood than what he thought. Oh shit! And so she turned around and said, "God damn, nigga, what you trying to do?" And that no. nigga, yo, when I tell you, I ain't never seen a dude's face change so fast. He looked mortified, especially when he realized he been grinding up on uh, that little trio of girls this whole night on the <laughs> club. Bruh. Oh, he realized he was fucking crazy, crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Now when we Appreciate first it. when we first got to the club, <laughs> I'm one of those people who I'm one of those people who I count where I'm at. Yeah. So like when we first got to the club, I'm like, okay, we on the ninth row. We parked in the ninth row. So we get out of the club. I'm like, all right, I'm counting one, two, three, four. The altercation between the dude and the three girls happened like fourth row. We passed the fourth row, fifth row, sixth row, no more cars. And I'm like, oh shit. We parked in the ninth row, though. There's only six yeah. rows here. So I'm going back over, and I'm looking, and Marcus is with me, and I'm looking. I'm like, yo, I know I counted nine. I look at Marcus. Marcus is like, bro, we, we parked under the such-and-such such sign. And so I'm looking, and the sign is all the way by itself. Ain't no cars near it. And I'm like, how the Ooh, hell? They got your so I realize, because I see a lot of people walking to where <laughs> we at. And I'm looking at all of them, and they're like, yeah, I parked in the eighth row. Yeah, I parked in the seventh row. And we're looking around, and we're like, them rows weren't real, were they? We realized niggas was just makeshift making parking spots. Oh, but it just looked mad it that organized. Type of situation. It looked mad organized. Yeah, if you don't get out there in time, they're taking your shit. Yep. I've seen that happen. I Yo, haven't had that happen to me, but I know they what you're talking told about. Three whole rows I seen of that vehicles shit before. from the plaza, bro. Seven. That was a setup. That was dead. We did Florida know. on a different time. Florida tow shit. New York be putting boots and tickets on nigga shit. Florida be towing the fuck out nigga. We didn't know. Crazy thing is we didn't know because, uh, you know, we weren't really like, A, we don't go to the club that frequently. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then B, if you pull up and imagine like you're driving down a row of cars and you're looking for a spot opening, you see one spot open, but all of these cars yeah, is parked in the row. Yeah. I'm a park right. in the row. Right. No facts, facts. I thought it was real. Facts. Absolutely. Exactly. No parking. We park didn't there. realize they were like, oh yeah, that's no longer valid parking. That whole area is just like an open. It's just open space. That's it's like, just that's empty. Like when you go somewhere and like people start parking on the grass and they know exactly. grass available, you just pull yep. right up. But yep. instead of grass, imagine like just cars. Organized yeah. neatly, yeah, bro. We was fucked, bro. That's crazy. Ain't nobody but tell you how to park here. Turned out to be a, cr- a great night for uh, two of my homeboys. Actually, met the wom- the women that they are married to now that night. Dang, so it was hey. all worth it. And some half of it was worth Salute it. Salute to crazy. the kings and queens that got married. No, yeah, that. they, so that's they, like the greatest time. They the worst met time. the woman that they eventually ended up uh, marrying that night. That's, that's a story. Nuts, that's bro. A story. Nah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Hey, man, watch where you park. Hey, nah. pay the park. That's, That's all we Just saying, pay the park, bro. If you can't find a spot where you can walk ain't from, ain't nothing worse than going. Pay that couple dollars. Feeling like you the shit at night. What? If you can't pay, you ready to go back? Take your and ass you ain't, home. You ain't got no way to go back. Take home. your ass home. For real, for real. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Right, you back a chick at the club, da da da. You talking Ooh, to this, she trying to go back to the crib to or something? No funny junk. And you know what I mean? You might even try to take her to Denny's or something like that. And you go back to your car and you're just gone. <laughs> Bruh, imagine that night that we, bruh, we walk like, back. Uh, I walk back well, to the car. You really got a car. Look at, I got the key fob. You see the key fob? <laughs> so what, nigga? You stole that key fob, nigga? Yo, that, like, that's harsh, on, bro. That's harsh. That shit look crazy. That's harsh. Dang, man. That's crazy. Hey, let's go ahead and start the episode, man. All right. Hello world Hi I would like to welcome you To the Migos show You know It's a day of life All my niggas made for it, made. All my niggas made for it, made me. Don't ask about them whips and them houses and jewelry, cause all that shit is paid for. Cash. All my niggas made for it, one more time. All my niggas made for it, made. Don't ask about them whips and them houses and jewelry, cause all that shit be paid for. Cash. All my niggas made for it, all along. All my niggas made for it. Everyone, not Toby, but we slave for it. Not Toby, no Kuta Kente, but we slave for it. No Kuta Kente, I waited some days for it. Days. Secure the bag, my niggas they spray for it. It's a kind of seal act, think I got a taste for it. She bad, but I already smashed, so she get ignored. What's up, what's happening? I go by the name of Reggie Days, and this is yet another episode of Reality Bites. Today, I am joined by my right hand man, Shame the Dream. We also joined by Chef. What you do? Let's go ahead and set up the vibe.
Oh, that mean we got him scared. scared. Look up at your man's head. Look, tell me what color that dot is. What? Dot on his head is red. Red. He puffed some shit that your brother did. I love my mama, never change her honor. So I gotta let his mama live. Mama. I beat the pot up like Adrian Browner. Make advantage, David Copperfield. Copperfield. Came in the game, it was independent. It was screaming, not that we ain't got a deal. Said, I ain't playing, just a fence I make. When I call my plug and he ain't got a seal. Five, four, three, two, one. My name is take up from out of here. Open the door when they got enough. Quiet, I pick up the silencer. Shoot it up to the analogist. Ballin', but they keep calling us. Ball. And they no stopping us. No. Try to see the apocalypse. Yeah, they got a big scale, same size as his scale, yeah. We two players. Yeah, we two players. Today we are starting off on a bit of a somber note. Uh, it's going to be more of a somber episode. The 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 weight, the heaviness, you know, of everything that's gone on this week. We're going to start off with a big rest in peace to take off, man. One third of the the rap group, the icons, the legends, the Migos. Mm-hmm. Arguably one of the most influential rappers to come out of the last what fifteen, maybe even twenty years. Like one of, as far as flow wise, one of the biggest inspirations of what that two thousand and tens decade turned into, and what that two thousand and tens decade sounded like. One hundred percent, very impactful. They, you know, they go along with the dip sets, the the, the D blocks, the Rough Riders, the G units, as far as rap clicks that are um, that are legendary in this culture. Yeah, man, and it's it's definitely going to be a loss that's felt by many people. You know, even outside of the culture, you know, let's let's you know pull it in for a little bit. This is a man. This is a man that is twenty eight years old. A black man. A black man is twenty eight years old. Wasn't given enough time to really see all the different stages of life. He was able, you know, to go through his adolescence and find himself and find you know fame, fortune beyond majority of people. To be honest, who have ever existed were able to find, and he was able to climb those things in the short amount of time that he was, you know, granted here on this earth. And I think the the part that hits us first before anything else is who he is, and not what he did. By those who loved him and those who knew him, as well as those who just were graced enough to encounter him, as we do as fans. Everybody had one story when it came to him, which is that this was a person who's humble. This is a person who lived their lives in a certain way that did not cause negativity, did not bring harm to the masses, to those who were able to actually spend time and get to know him. Of course, they have more um, intricate details and more, more, more passionate details with regards to who he was in his personal life. But as far as who he was when he came across people, this was somebody who made the others around him feel great. And I think one thing that, you know, when it comes to death, death is something I think about a lot. And I feel like one of the most powerful statements that I've heard is that the true measure of a man and the true mark of a man's character is not what you say. And it's not even what you do. 
It's how you make others feel. The way that you make somebody feel is something that's transcendent. It's something that can't be, it can't be fabricated. For the most part, that lingering emotion that you strike in others, whether it's when your name comes up, when you enter a room, when you address them, just how it is that you make others feel is the most notable thing about anybody's character. And for him to be somebody who's seen as a strong character, a humble character, a beautiful soul, you know, this is definitely a loss. It's, it's, it's something that is tragic and it, it hurts a lot as a hip hop fan, but just as a human being, not alone, you know, as a black man. So we're going to go ahead and have a uh, moment of silence. Now, the story of his passing um, is still under investigation, of course, but the details that were provided as far as the things that are concrete was the location, which is Houston, Texas. Him and Quavo were in Houston, and they were at a bowling alley. Now, this bowling alley is a popular uh, spot in the Houston area, and they were around other people who were part of certain other camps. In that moment, there were some people who were, whether it be listening to music, you know, partying, having a good time, there was a dice game that was going on. And at some point in the night, shots rang out and uh, takeoff was caught in the crossfire and ended up passing. Now, I guess that's where we're going to kind of land the plane and start the conversation from there. You know, I saw somebody post the other day that... Um, as a black man, getting home at the end of the night is an underrated feeling. Like making it home at the end of a night of having fun. And I guess that's where I'm going to open up the conversation, right? Because I'm one of those people who I don't take for granted how dangerous it is just being out and about. We live in a, in a highly populated city, and we understand that with that comes a lot of danger. With that comes a lot of things. And one of those things is the fact that you don't have to be the cause of something or even take part in something for things to happen to you. You know, we see it all the time with car crashes. We see it all the time with, you know, uh, random fights in a club or different types of environments. Or, you know, you can even go to a concert and something bad will happen there. You know, things like that tend to happen. Now, starting with that emotion, I guess, you know, what went through your minds, y'all boys, when the news hit? Um, I was messed up because I found out at like a random hour, like, um, I don't know, I was up at four, five a.m. or something like that. And I seen it and I wanted to believe it was fake. But obviously when you see something, we all do the same things. Probably for the most part, we check other sources, try to get confirmation, maybe look up pos uh, um, I've been, uh, resources that you respect, you know what I'm saying? As far as like, um formidable that was the word i was looking for formidable resources with these type of things and it was real and it messed me up because this album was good i i watched the the drink champs episode so i was like kind of got a better gauge of who takeoff was i watched them perform my rolling loud they grew on me you know what i'm saying because you know it took me a little minute to get into them in the very beginning when versace came out but they grew on me they fired and the fact that they really like turned up and put on for the culture in their own way. So the fact that they got albums called Culture is is dope and symbolic. And it's sad that 
after again watching Drink Champs and kind of maybe feeling like I could relate to him more, and then everything that's coming out of what people are saying to him, he was that type of solid, a solid dude, a, a, a dude that I could relate to for sure from what they're saying about him. Where it's just like it's hurtful, and then you put yourself in them shoes and think like, damn, that could have been any me or any of my guys, like just being there and the 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 way it panned out. The way how you heard he passed, that was the worst part about it. Just the fact that he wasn't even an aggressor in the situation. Yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> I mean, when I first heard the news, you know, with the social media and everything, for it to be such a like high, you know, caliber artist, I th- kind of thought it was phony. I thought it was like one of those like this is fake. This got to be fake. I'm like, come on, take all. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's like usually when it comes to like yeah. the higher artists, you know, you don't you don't really see too much things like that happen. You know what I mean? So um, I was like, I, I didn't believe it. I had to keep like going and going. And throughout the day, I was like, all right, this actually may be like very real. Um, it hit, man, because like I said, when I when I first started li- listening to Migos, you know, I, I considered it to be like young nigga music. You know what I mean? I was really kind of like, I was like an old school. I'm like, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't really feeling it. You know what I mean? Especially being from New York, it wasn't really the type of music we attract to. But as I started to really like listen to them through the years and years, and I'm like, yo, they like, they push bangers, yo. And it's crazy because you don't see too many, you know, groups anymore that can actually, like, put out things, you know, and unify it and it be hard. You know what I mean? Like, you have your D-blocks and you have your, D, you, you know, your uh, 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 D-block and your Dipset, man. You know, you have your outcast. But then to hear, like, them, you know, especially coming out of Atlanta, when I lived in Atlanta, the the only group you know that was really pretty much bumping was a uh, uh, was a crime mob you know so nug give yeah. you buck but yeah, yeah. nug give you buck and they was all spitting but like to hear Migos and them man and I, it just grew on me and I was like yo bro they put out some fire music and it actually hurt me to see that like we won't be getting any of that you know what I mean and they yeah. they started a a, a a legacy a trend that really just jumped off when it comes to music so it's very iconic um you know I know two Quavo got to be going through a lot of stuff. Them as a group got to be going through a lot of stuff, but it's not. I feel like I was waiting for one of those things where it's like, man, you know, they broke up, but it's gonna be some. You gonna get some tours. They gonna come back together. They gonna right, still put out right. music together. But now that you you don't lost a soldier, it's just like it. Don't matter how you try to make it the same, it will never be the same. Yeah, it. You know, picking up off that point, it's like TLC. Like after Left Eye passed, you know, T uh, uh, Boz and Chili tried to do their best to you know, honor her by doing certain performances and coming back together, even put out projects and things of that nature. But it's hard to capture the essence of the original group without that member there. And there's always going to be that pain of that member no longer being there. As Now, in their particular case, you know, this is something extremely heavy because this was a relative this isn't just somebody right. that they that right. they knew or mm-hmm. you know randomly met or things of that nature you know and especially now of course there's conflicting reports some people say that uh before takeoff passed there was like some sort of conversation between takeoff and offset and that things were in a good uh space before takeoff passed Oh uh, wow! I didn't hear that. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's positive. I'm happy to hear. That. I hope that that's true. Yeah, I, really I hope do. that that's true too. The page that I saw it on, um, of course, I saw it on Fee's page. And for yeah. those who know who Fee is, she almost never gets anything wrong. So okay. nine times out of ten, I usually give her that benefit of yeah. the doubt. She seems to know everything that's going on in everybody's life yeah. for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, 
I guess going off of that first, you know, the idea of unresolved tension is something that we don't think about. We don't realize how short life is when we argue about the things that we argue. We don't realize how short life is when we, you know, get angry about the things about some of the things that we choose to even get angry or feel upset with. Yeah. And I think that's that was revealed in this situation. Another thing that makes it hard is that unlike most stories, because most stories have a certain edge to them. There's rappers that we know that are engaged in street violence and consistently, you know, one foot in, one foot out. So when they pass, yes, it's painful, but it's it's different. There's there's a logic in that for you. Right. There's some sort of reasoning that you can hang your hat on when it's a situation where, you know, there's uh, um, two rappers where they might not be the most, you know, super street involved. But let's say they are into it with each other. Something happens. Camps end up killing somebody from another camp. Even that, there's some sort of logic to hang your hat on where it doesn't feel as strange. I think what made this hit as hard as it did is because anybody could have been him in that moment. It makes you think about all those nights that you went out and you made it back home, but you know not everybody who was where you were made it back. Bruh. For sure. Like, um, I was one of those people who I, I've I've had plenty of those nights, especially, you know, early on in college, I had a lot of financial issues. So I spent a ton of my time at gambling spots. Like gambling houses, yeah. you know, uh, uh, a lot of a lot of those like low key spots where mm-hmm. there's money moving in and out. There's people playing cards. There's people doing all these different games. There's dice games out there, whatever. And. Being that, you know, I, of course, went to uh, Florida A&M at the time. That's the first college that I went to. I was young, and I didn't have a really great resume. It wasn't like a bad resume, per se, but I was just young and, and didn't know anything, never really did anything. I only ever worked at um, a theme park, which was Universal Studios, and I also had worked at um, the public library. So by the time I got in college, that's literally all I got on my resume. So at best, I could get fast food or I could get something Mm -hmm. like that. Applying for a fast food job in a city where everybody is young and in college is damn near impossible to get the job. Because there's too many people applying at once. Mm -hmm. So in order for me to hustle enough to be able to get rent or hustle enough to be able to pay my bills or whatever, a lot of the time, the little money that whether, you know, my mom could send me up some money or if I was able to kind of wrestle up some money from the band program or whatever, I would have to take that money and go to the gambling house and flip it as many times as I could. There were nights where I had a great night. There was nights where I had a terrible night and I had to literally keep going back. And the worst thing I think people take for granted how wild the concept of gambling is. And that's where I kind of want to start off this whole thing. Because, like, when it comes to environments, there's different types of environments, right? Yeah. Like, a hookah lounge is one type of environment. Yeah. Uh, A a bar that's like a speakeasy is a different type of environment. Right. The hood clubs are a different type of environment. And the hood spots... Where niggas is shooting dice. The hood after hours. The hood after hours spots where niggas is shooting dice. Niggas is, you know, doing certain types of activities outside. You might have car meets. You might have whatever's going on. The danger level raises 
Tremend- a little tremendously, honestly. If we, if you being transparent, it's crazy tri- because like, d- like it does measure so different. But it is crazy where the measurement starts because you could be playing a spade game in your own house at a family reunion, and you just, a fight uh, still happen over some spades. You see what I'm saying? So and, just imagine and, the whole black, level of a different black area. dynamics, black and brown dynamics. I even say that's that's definitely a high possibility. Yeah, black and brown dynamics. Think about dominoes. You know, yeah. you there's absolutely think about there's people who are dead today because of a game of dominoes. For sure, spades. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or or, or blackjack. Now yeah. the reason why I brought that up, we could do like every other pod and have a conversation about you know how the the ties between hip hop and danger and as black people, you know how do we feel about drill music and oh, people who make murder music and this and that. But I think there's something else. That's not being touched on enough. Now, talk to him. I'm somebody who wa- tries to watch certain trends, especially as somebody who tries to, you know, invest in the stock market and invest in certain things as I see them emerge. One of the one of the markets that I've been seeing coming slowly but surely, sports betting. Sports betting is at this point. There's a lot of different um, avenues where they're trying to get this to be legal, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. trying to get a lot of different points of online gambling to be legal if you you know follow barstool sports if you follow especially uh uh, platforms like twitch they talk about you know different forms of gambling and stuff like that right now it's super regulated and and of course frowned upon but there's a lot of lawmakers right now where on their table these things are out there and you know i think friday was the beginning of early elections early voting Mm-hmm. So at this point, there's people right now listening to our voice where they could probably vote where they're at about something like this. So I think this is an important conversation to have. Family outings. Now, we've all been to situations where you're hanging out with, you know, your uncles, your nephews. It could be after church. It could be like any type of get together, somebody's birthday, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of holiday. It could be Thanksgiving. It could be Christmas or whatever. There technically supposed to be the people you're the safest around on the planet but every year we always see these like crazy stories i'm somebody who you know watches the clips of donkey of the day or you know you see all these random clips that'll come up or whatever and people will murder their own family members people will get into fights people will hurt their own family members what are the things that trigger a lot of these activities for me i've seen alcohol be one of them of course but another thing is that the gamesmanship that comes with gambling is something that we don't talk about enough. What gambling and what sports, what competition does to human beings is a very strange phenomenon. Money and ego, man. That's Talk about that's, it. Money and ego, ego is dangerous, especially, and I'm not even trying to like downplay ladies because, I mean, everybody, money and ego could be dangerous. But in men, as competitive as it, men get, like the competitive as men get, and then, as you know, how men roll in society, rather it's right or wrong, the bigger your wallet is, the bigger of the man you are. Subconsciously, that's just kind of how the shit works. It's not, I don't agree with it, but that's just how it is, right? That type of stuff leads to these levels of, of danger. That's why I'm not going to say what you should or shouldn't do, but I'm saying if all of us going to put ourselves in takeoff shoes or thinking like damn like what could have been prevented of that the only thing that could have been prevented of that is not being there because you won't 
we talking about with family even with family we probably feel more comfortable to gamble and do things like that because we feel like it's more of a safer environment where if me and him me and my brothers we argue all the time but we don't think it's gonna lead to somebody pulling out a, a, a weapon to kill somebody exactly that's what you that's what you would think and that's where it gets tricky and how takeoff died and you know i don't want to get too far in things but when when it come to like dice and those type of games you don't even got to be a street guy if you just got type of some that type of knowledge you already know if you go gambling amongst men men that men might not all be corporate uh, uh, along with that that raises the stakes raises the level of danger and there's so many reasons why you would think you typically don't want to be in that situation especially if you're not as secure as you could possibly be because already amongst family we're talking about how dangerous or potentially dangerous it could be amongst family so imagine just putting yourself in that space amongst dudes that you with your guys but you with more guys that you don't know right that's where that's like tricky i'm not i'm not yeah, dissing takeoff i'm not going to nobody's city yeah, we've been a lot of like I've, doing we've that. experienced a lot of situations like that but For with sure. men it's like it's such a dangerous world because there's been times where we just we want to go ha- just have a game of basketball and get some cardio mm-hmm. and now you on the basketball court getting into an argument with somebody and we didn't been in those situations where it literally then got to almost gunplay For you sure. know what i mean so that now really you, we gotta either exit or we gotta either you know like i said that competitive ego becomes out where it's like you know what we ain't running you know what i mean we exactly. stand the ground and and then somebody gets hurt and it's a different type of thing so you're just lucky to make it home at night but the one thing i hate about situations like takeoff is that like i feel like now the world has become to a point or social media however you want to put it where it's like not having the facts sells you know what i mean what do you mean by that like anything could have really had happened like we could be thinking this happened that happened but we're not really knowing the full situation and i think it's crazy that we would never know the full the actual situation because that's not what sells The, the less facts there are and the more uh Speculation, speculations, and, and you know assumptions. <laughs> there are the more it's gonna it's gonna sell, the more it's gonna it's gonna linger on and keep going. You know what I mean? Well, so. I, I agree. I definitely agree with that stance because you know speculation brings clicks and engagement. So there is that aspect to it. But we do have to also remember that we're in a little different of a time now. Like I could say this: when I came across the story was when I woke up. I woke up to a direct message from one of our listeners who sent us on the podcast page they sent us the clip of uh takeoff and so imagine i checked the podcast you know instagram thinking it's gonna be a listener letter thinking it's gonna yeah, be something yeah. like that yeah. i open up the podcast dm and look at a video of a man bleeding out dying on the ground right that's how i woke up yeah that's shit is uh, so you know i brought that up to yeah uh to say let's let's not do things like that going forward uh listeners i i i get it that you guys wanted us to touch on it of course you know a lot of the time you guys send us topics you send us certain things or whatever just type it man just type you it, could bro. just tell me to look it up you can send a, a screenshot of the title trigger warning. or whatever it's something because that was a lot i ain't gonna lie that that, that um, was that was a bit much yeah um a lot of the details that people got were from videos of the actual event as well as there were confirmed people that were there like one of them there's actually yeah. uh there's a girl i follow I heard, on twitter i heard a female speak to where she seemed to like give valid details or as close to valid details i, follow, I already followed her did on she twitter record before. a video in the dark 
and uh, just with her voice? Well, I didn't see her post that. But okay, I, I, that's what I came across by what you were saying. The person I was talking about, she was dressed as a, it looked like a Girl Scout. She was wearing like okay, a, nah. a, a brown. Okay. Because, uh, you know, it was Halloween night. Right. She was wearing a brown Girl Scout outfit. And she showed the picture of her like standing next to take off moments before the thing happening or mm-hmm. whatever. And she gave her perspective of what she saw. Yeah. And, you know, so her kind of providing that information as well as other people who were there providing their view it was very quickly that all of the the details started piling up like the dice game like all the other things that were coming in or whatever they were directly coming from people who were there that night um so i wanted to make sure that you know of course people know that i confirmed that stuff before we would even have this conversation Another element that we didn't even add in, you know, holidays are dangerous, man. It's not, I was going to go on a Halloween tangent Oh, we, before we, we even do that. Before we even do that, holidays, holidays are dangerous because of a few different things, right? Holidays are dangerous because first things first, idle time is the devil's playground. And there's nothing more dangerous than an entire Quote. city or country full of people who are drinking and trying to celebrate at once. Dangerous. Like, just think about how many times, like, I've, I've thought about this once where I was like, you don't know how many people are drunk and on the road at the same time as you every St. Patrick's Day. You don't know how many people are drunk and driving at the same time New Year's Eve. You don't know how many people Shit, are drunk. Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving. Like, you know what I'm saying? Any day where jobs are off, you know, uh, a popular like vacation type day, whether it be the 4th of July, whether you can any holiday where it's popular for people to not go to work. You're going to have a ton of people using substances. You're going to have a ton of people gathering. And within those gatherings, you have people that are. Under the influence with nothing to do. <laughs> and that's scary. Now, these are the other holidays that we're talking about. When you get to Halloween, there's a reason why Halloween is what it is. I remember at one point, Halloween was mischief night. Halloween was the night where kids would go out and they would egg their neighbors. They would Ooh, throw wee. toilet paper. Yes, they sir. Would, uh, did you, you ever egg ding, somebody's crib? Ding yep. dong ditch. Yeah, ding dong ditch. All types. You of can't shit. do that with ring cameras. Nah, ain't no ring camera. <laughs> ding dong, this get your ding dong hit. Right. <laughs> Real quick, goddamn. But like, you know what I'm saying? I, I grew up in that era where yeah. we had that period of time. Now, being in Brooklyn, I also remember when Halloween changed. I remember there being a time period where, you know, my my, my folks is Christian. They ain't play that. You weren't about to be outside and doing no devil worshiping, uh, getting candy the from devil's door to holiday, door. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My, parents, no candy my parents, corn in this month. My, my parents did not play that. You know, they'll buy you candy and they'll let you eat candy in the house. Like you yeah. can watch TV or whatever. You weren't about to be outside, you know, doing this pagan holiday stuff. Did they at least let you watch Casper? No, you. My mom let me watch whatever. I okay, wanted. cool. I, I didn't have I one of those. Some of them be wilding. Yeah, like well, super strict. I won't say it wildin', no disrespect. True, I'll call it wildin' because like right, I've okay, seen you people. Call it I remember my stepdad threw a whole tantrum, and I think he destroyed my sister's Harry Potter book 
or something like it was not the wildest. Yeah, you're not about to you're not about <laughs> to be looking into this voodoo in my house and all it like just calling Harry Potter voodoo is hilarious. The like. craziest <laughs> situation. It's like, bro, it's an adventure book. He's like, it's a, I was like, I remember saying like it's an adventure book. He's like, it's an adventure with the devil. <laughs> The devil is not welcome here. <laughs> you want adventures with the jobs. You want adventures with the devil. That's what you want? I'm like, what? Like, I just, I'm looking at this man like, I just said I wanted a Reese's. Like, oh, man. That's funny as shit. Crazy. But I remember that transition between Halloween being a children's holiday and people putting first it was the needles were y'all around for the needles era when people oh, put yeah. needles in the in the candy yeah. Uh, oh yeah when people needles put, in yeah. the candy wait what yeah people it was putting needles and razor blades and all that junk in the candy man and you couldn't eat the candy i heard about the razor check, blades this yeah. was the first halloween where your parents had to check your candy before you ate I, bro i remember that yeah, year that when that became a thing i was like wait what right. i remember hearing that they could do something with the starburst and the reese's and i was like y'all y'all bullshitting right and I heard it's a real thing. I don't know what you. I don't know what I'm talking about neither. But I'm saying I heard, <laughs> I heard this the, before. But, no parents. I'm saying I'm just saying like parents. Rather they were bullshitting or not. Parents would say this as like a maybe a tactic to get your kid to not want to. Yeah, I was about to say your parents just lied to you, bro. You know we talking we talking about the news. Maybe, yo. maybe your parents was, lied to you. Maybe bro. I was lied to. <laughs> Am I wrong for saying fuck they y'all for lying to me? To that I'm not Starburst. I was about to say your parents just wanted to eat the Starburst and Reese. Them bad. Them bad. <laughs> Childhood trauma. Oh man. But no, I remember like the, the needles and the, the razor blade era. And then I remember after that Was that a New York thing only? That was a New York thing. Because razor blades and needles this nah, Oh uh, apparently apparently it was world it was oh, worldwide. Okay. 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 Shout out. Shout out yeah, shout, shout out, out to, to every, Yeah, shout out to everybody out there who had to deal with that. I remember that era. I also remember after that, there was another shift. Do y'all remember when Halloween started becoming the night where gangs started doing gang Urge. initiations? Yeah, on yeah, Halloween yeah, yeah. night. Oh yeah, don't be on the wrong. Street. Don't be on the wrong street because this is the night where gang I'm, members are like doing yo, gang initiations. If you was a kid so that, and you had any height on you, yeah, man, shit might have got dangerous for you. And I remember that being a weird thing where I was like, wait, yeah. I don't understand like why tonight. And I remember being, you know aware like okay there are kids going trick-or-treating there are people doing x y and z but there was also people out here committing home invasions there were people doing like all types of like weird stuff that night i remember um there was a, a game called tap tap duff where i already know how that ended <laughs> where, where like literally gang members would have initiates go through the streets and tap random people on the shoulder and duff them out when they turn around. It's not funny, man. And I remember, like, I I was awake for all of this. This is like watching the holiday transform little by little over time. The craziest thing. Imagine, like, watching the news and they, they're showing an old lady or an old man. And he's like, you know, we were walking down the street with the kids. And then the man says, somebody tapped me on the shoulder. I turn around and whack. Like, <laughs> it was a wild time. So I look at all of this, right? I'm one of those people who I, I always feel split 
on holidays. When you say split, what do you mean? A good example. This New Year's, New Year's right around the corner. I wanted, I was like, damn, I'm older now. All my friends are older now. We should do something really dope. We should get all dressed up. We should get all fancy. We should go somewhere really nice and spend that time, you know, especially, you know, like closer to midnight or whatever, ball drop. We all having a good time. We could have some champagne. We could all be dressed up. We could be somewhere really nice, you know, the dress to impress or whatever, this and that. And then another part of me hits where I'm like, nigga, it's New Year's. I don't want to be in nobody's streets. I don't want to be in nobody's traffic. I don't want no bullet to come down in the wrong trajectory from niggas shooting in the air. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause nah, that's a real thing. We've though. seen too many times. There's, there's news every year. There are people who die on their front porch. There's people who die in their backyard. There's people who die in their room asleep. There's yeah. people who, why? Because bullets are coming down from the heavens and just hitting. I won't say the random. Heavens. Maybe the hells, <laughs> but I get you. People, like literally, yeah. there every year people die from stray bullets, <laughs> and, you, and it could care. be happening. From, you. I remember there was an old man who died on his front porch from a bullet. They tracked the bullet. They said it came from like fifty, sixty miles away. Oh, yeah. Somebody shot up, and it came and killed him. A sixty mile bullet is crazy because it was shot up, but it was shot up at, oh, a, at an angle. That's, yeah, and yeah, when that yeah. bullet came back down, it killed that man sitting on the porch. The reason why they were able to trace it was because it was a, a police officer's gun. It was a police officer who was letting off at midnight with his service pistol. That's why they were able to trace the bullet. And they were like, oh, this is a guy from two counties away. Jesus Christ. Um, well, I remember specifically because my birthday is around that popular holiday on July 4th. My birthday the 1st. Um, I remember around the 4th. I normally try to celebrate from the 1st to the 4th. But when it comes to like the fireworks in my city in Rochester, it was kind of known. Be careful to go to where the fireworks are around. the. Um, God forgive me. Y'all know the bridge I'm talking about. If any y'all that's from the city, y'all know the bridge. Be careful going around the area because everybody from their hood, respective hoods pop out and you susceptible to not only ratchet shit happening, just some street shit happening right. or whatever. So that was always a little weird because I'll, y'all know anybody roll with me, my brother could test it as we, we go live from the first to the fourth. But around that time, we try to do some other shit to stay away from that shit. Mm. Because it, it was a real thing. People get popped on the floor for a lot of unnecessary, crazy shit. You know, people go up on the yeah, floor. People man. turn up on the fourth in America. I've seen, thing. like, growing up in the hood, especially, yeah. yo, people would get the illegal fireworks, right? And do the yeah. absolute most. Now, we like, might be I with remember, them niggas, though. I remember, <laughs> I remember a cousin yeah. of mine, like, lost fingers. There was yeah. a year where a cousin of mine yeah. lost fingers. There was a year yeah. where I remember somebody's house got set on fire Damn. because the... The, the fireworks. You know how when they set yeah. the fireworks on dry grass? Yeah. And it just, like, spread from there mm-hmm. and all of that. Like, I done seen so much wild stuff happen on the 4th of July. I saw a car get, like, it didn't explode, but it, like, pretty much a firework ended up someplace it shouldn't have been under the car. Yeah. You saw the, like, kickback, like, the, yeah. the boom sound of the yeah. car. And you could smell, like, the smoke from inside the car, but it didn't, like, explode big. It was just, like, you could tell whatever was inside the car was all burnt up and messed up. Yeah. I, even outside of my project building where I'm from, like, 
it would be people who were chilling together just on the block, ar- drinking and stuff like that. And that turned to an argument. That turned to a, a fight amongst people that's cool. Mm-hmm. And it spill out into some whole other different shit. And I was drama on the street for however many hours on the night. It always made me think, like, it's crazy how when you was young, you really didn't care about the dangers. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. you imagine now, like, damn, my parents had to be worried. Because, like, crazy you, worried. You, back then, it's like, we annoying. did what we wanted to do. We had I, fun. I'm glad they was. Yo, we used to go around the neighborhood with cap guns and shoot them. And now. It's like I would never let, guns, all that shit. I would never yeah. let a kid go outside with a cap gun and shoot it. Let a, you know what I mean? Because yeah. they might get shot by a, another person or a police. You know what I mean? Yeah. Police. The shit we were riding around. We didn't care. The shit we were riding around doing with the paintball guns even was oh, like yeah. Yeah. we can't do that shit no this more. Dude, yeah. This dude right used to have a, a hoodie that zipped all the way up to your LRG head with a with a with a, a Jason mask on the front of it. We used to drive around in this van. My boy used to have, used to drive his mom's van. The hop out. And we would open the door and Sheen would scream to the top of his lungs at people that was walking down the street. <laughs> I ain't scared of shit yo, out of people. Yo, used to be funny, yo. They'd be looking like uh, 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 the, the boy on ATL when he dropped his cup. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, I would be fun, screaming bro. out the window with the Jason mask. I'm not going to do the scream, but with my and this is the type of stuff we used to do. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But like, we can't now, do that shit no more. You do something like that? Exactly. And and crazy. those are the things that run, like come to mind when I think about like eventually, you know, you no longer are a youth anymore. Now it's your job to look over the next generation. It's your job to look back and your job to look. But also while we're making this transition, there's other people making this transition with us. And as we're getting older, we're looking at these places and we're like, okay. I'm not the invincible 20-year-old that I was, or I'm not the invincible 21-year-old. Like, right. I've been in a place before where I'm kicking it with a group of people. I'll, I'll never forget. It was a Shell gas station in Tallahassee. Me, my homeboy Jacob, and another homeboy of ours had a quick conversation. Ten minutes after that conversation, only Jacob and I are alive. Damn, rest in peace. Rest in peace. That quickly, that quickly, somebody died. And I remember that being something where, mind you, within that same 24 hours, maybe six, seven hours earlier, got into a fight outside of a Circle K. Why? It was a holiday. Somebody was drunk. They were driving crazy or whatever. They jumped out of uh, the back of a pickup truck and tried to start a fight with me and my homeboy because just because they were drunk and they saw us. Dudes was with some women. They wanted to impress those women. And what happened? All of a sudden, oh, He's six two. His homeboy six four six five. We could take him. That, that's that hood shit, but it, it happens. Yeah, and that's the thing. It, crazy part. We weren't even like we were in. Uh, we were outside of Florida State University in a, a predominantly like a super white area. And when I say super white, I mean like yuppie white. I'm talking about like. You know, my my dad is the mayor. Excuse White. me, hood mentality. Shit. <laughs> I, I, I'll retract that statement. Hood mentality. But shit. it's crazy that it's like no matter where you go, you're susceptible to these types of things happening. I saw somebody post a few days ago. It was a woman. She posted. She said, "I love the fact that I have such great male friends in my life because they tell me about things all the time that I never would have known about." She said something new that she learned from her close uh, uh, male best friend was that there is an underlying tension that exists between all men at all times. And as a woman, she was never aware of that. She was like, mm-hmm. it's something that is so small and so delicate that in, in areas where let's say men are, you know, a bit more calm, evolved, peaceful, whatever it is you want to call it. 
is imperceptible, but it's still there and it's always going to be there. How do y'all feel about that statement? True or false? Um, <laughs> I guess it is true. I say it's true because unfortunately as a, as a brother, I won't speak for nobody else, but as a brother, you kind of always got to have that mentality. Like I'll take him out before he take me out. Like that ain't the, you shouldn't want to have that mentality. But for instance, I had a conversation with you. I told you I wanted to go to this concert, mm-hmm. the Conway show. I told both of y'all. I, I, y'all know I don't mind going nowhere dolo, but especially in the height of what just happened, I said, you know what, I'm not even going to go. Because I still was about to go. Y'all know me. I still was probably going to try to go. Right. Change my mind, and I'm glad I did just because, again, I'm. you could be fearless all you want and and everything like that. You could have that mentality, but that ain't that ain't the best defense. That ain't always the right move. Sometimes the right move is to fall back and just live the, live the fight another day. I mean, but, like, I yeah. feel like shit is just different. It's like, yeah. it used to be where you could mind your business and you'd be good. Bingo. But, like, now you could be in a place minding your business and still get caught in the fire. So I think that's just what makes things yeah. a lot different. When it comes to just violent and action and, and just things getting out of control, I think it's just at an all high, you know what yeah. I mean, than it's ever been. And it's just increasing. It's getting As worse brothers. and worse and worse because back then it's like when something like that pop off or something crazy pop off, you got a lot of elders that's like trying to control the situation or that's like mediating situations. And people, we, you know, definitely, we definitely, we respected our elders. So, if you know, while they're mediating, you know, if me and you fighting, blah, 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 and your grandfather come up or somebody or uncle come up and be like, hey, listen, you know, I'm not, I'm not having none of that, blah, 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 blah. We respected enough to, all right, we, whatever we doing or whatever's going to happen, it's not going to happen here. You feel right. what I'm saying? We walk, we walk away. We handle it some other kind of way. But now it's just like it's, it's no care. It's no fucks given, you know, just, just to be direct. And it's like. It's a weird thing because. You know, I, I regard myself as somebody who I don't think, you know, I'm some Neanderthal jerk or whatever. But at the end of the day, no matter how much you work on yourself, no matter how in like how much you, you know, quote unquote, develop to think differently, move differently or whatever. I feel like as a man, you would have to be completely and totally ignorant to not understand that that exists. Yeah. That that thing that she described, it's yes. to me. Now I have two two feelings about it. One, to me, it's a little embarrassing because when you really think about it, there's something so animalistic about that idea that, like, literally, no matter where I'm at, I could be with my my closest friends right now. We're just hanging out in a room, playing video games, having fun. But even in that room, we might like each other. We might love each other. Those could be my closest friends in the world. But that thing, that barrier. That boundary exists. And that boundary is the difference between life and death for so many people. And it's so interesting when you like, when you think deeper into it, right? That boundary, a lot of people would say, is the reason why that, you know, that young brother is no longer with us. That boundary is the reason why. You'll see, you know, dudes at a basketball game. Everybody's playing a pickup game. Yeah. It's just for fun. Nobody's yeah. in the NBA here. This game doesn't matter in the grander scene. Like in the great, Facts. like in the, in the real great picture of life, what we're doing right now is not going to change anything about nothing. who you are, where you're from, n- nothing. But somebody might fight you 
over a wrong call. Somebody might fight you over you crossed them over and you made them you made a whole bunch of people at this park right now just say, Oh yeah. now he wants to end your life. Yeah. Because that boundary was touched. It's it's an unnecessary ego and, and, and bravado and pride that I don't know, I just speak to again who I could speak to, like black and brown men that we that we share of um I don't know, it's a defense mechanism almost like you feel like you gotta prove if somebody best you and you instead of you showing respect, you feel like you gotta do something to out best that, but it, it, maybe you don't approach it in the best way. Like I you know, I play a lot of basketball we should if somebody get the best of me or if I get the best of somebody, I expect them to maybe challenge me and keep it in the line of the sport. That's real. But uh, most uh, half of the time, at least there's this time where you get the best of somebody. And now somebody now got to prove that they're tough or as tough as you are. <laughs> that's than that's you. when the bitch assness come and out. That's when the bitch assness come <laughs> yeah, out. And we, man. we do. We deal with this all the time. And, you know. I ain't go talk about myself too much, but we know how to bring that out of people when yeah. we when, when we do our thing because we competitive. But that's how, we men, right? So we should yeah. we should be able like, to keep it as a men level. You're doing it for like if you're yeah. doing it for the sport and it's just that like, you proving that you love the sport and you're good at it and you keep it at that. That's when usually like it gets very you know physical and competitive, but it and comes to okay. a point where it's like all right, you know what? That was a crazy game. We had a good game. But dudes take it way. People just take it way too far. Where it, it almost to the point doesn't even come. Up, it doesn't even come. The game ain't even the importance no more. Right. Now all of a sudden it's oh house. I'm not. I'm about that life. Oh, I'm this hood. I'm that street. Oh, I'm that guy. So now it's like we not even. We not even fight for basketball no more. <laughs> now we, we, we fight now, for street credibility. True. You know, what we're, we're like, fighting. We're fighting yeah. for the meaning of your meaning of life. True. Like you're trying to prove to me that you are this person. Hardest now. nigga in the world for sure. Yeah, man, it's crazy. But, yeah, truthfully, pride and ego at this point in the in the ages we in is is actually showing more how weak minded men be and like speaking just to just men now of how they be. Like pride and ego used to be okay, bet you got a better jumper than me, but I got I I I could take it to the hole better, or or you know, I could I could guide you up. You know what I'm saying? Let's, now let's take a, a deeper step into the whole pride and ego thing. Pride and ego, to me could be weapons right but they could also be tools technically the things that we should be taking pride and ego in are not what we do like i should take pride in looking after like if i have a woman and she's my woman i should take pride and provide it for her if i have a kid i should take pride in taking care of my kid my ego should be attached to how great my kid uh, uh, looks and, and does and how great my, my, my woman is taken care of and how my house is, you know what I'm saying, and things of that nature. Those could be tools, but it's so strange that somehow pride and ego, instead of being used in constructive ways, <laughs> it turns into somebody getting duffed out over a game of Connect Four. Right. Like the weirdest... <laughs> Most nonsensical <laughs> things that don't matter and will never matter. I what's the okay? I got a question. Let let let's okay. let's get a little vulnerable. What is the dumbest fight you ever been in? What is oh the what is the worst reason you got into a fight? Shit, I a shorty gave me her Instagram and me and dude really got into a tussle over it. Um, I didn't start it though. <laughs> what's the worst fight you ever started? It could be childhood. It could be whatever. 
I, I, I'm, I ain't no tough guy. I don't start shit. I just, I, if anything, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to just meet you where you at. I've never really, like, started shit with nobody. Oh, sleep. You like, ain't never been like, a wild nigga. All right, cool. Nah. <laughs> not a, I've been a wild nigga, but I never started a fight. I may have started issues out of ignorance, but I'm not even going to say that on the pod. Like, y'all look at me different. No. No. That's I'm, the I'm point not, of being I'm, vulnerable, Shane. That's, that's how this works. I be vulnerable, work. but everything ain't for everything. Respectfully, you know what I'm saying? All right. Respectfully. I mean, I don't know. I can't really think of really none off the top. I, I mean, bet. I've been in stupid fights before. You know, we've been in fights over just at the park. It literally, okay, so, like, when we was younger, like, I started my own, like, game. Like, no cap, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it was like we had our flags and we did re-repped our, and it was more like, it was more like, you know, close friends and family over everything. You know what I mean? It wasn't like we was just grabbing random dudes. It was just like we was, it was a brotherhood. And so we... I don't know. I was young. One day, man, I seen these flags. You know, I bought them all at the Chinese spot and passed them out to all all my closest homies and was like, nigga, we, we the brotherhood. So we was walking around school with that shit. Like it was like, like nigga, you know, you know, you know who in the click by who they, who got the flag. Yeah, yeah. And it just it 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 came to like us just it, it came mm. to me trying to be positive about it mm-hmm. and it ended up turning to something that was just like it was progressing what, to be bad what, what and not, people was putting a bad like about... image on. And next thing you know, we was like. <laughs> getting into fights like you know this dude walked in he had the same color flag and at this point it was we had got so Yo, big and that's what we talk about got, with dumb so, shit listen, listen, we, we had got shit this and... shit had got so big to the point where it was like this dude this 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 one cat walked into school and he had a flag that was <laughs> like the same color and was similar and because he had that shit I don't know what happened. He was walking down the hallway and niggas just snatched it out no, it and me started and stomping and <laughs> Me and this nigga seen him <laughs> like, and and like, I think it was, I don't know. One me or him grabbed this shit and we later it was the dumbest shit ever. But we grabbed this shit and we started a town stomping in circles in front of him on this shit. Like that was that was some dumb shit. It wasn't even personal. It was just more like at then I, we looked at it more as fun. But we was just we were we were we were following the trend, you know what I mean? We were following the trend of like we thought we was cool. That was cool, shit. yeah. And yo, it, it, when I think about it, and right. I'm like, yo, bro, you know, like something could have really happened off that. You yeah. know what I mean? So, when I was when I was younger, I was a hothead, right? And I was likewise. more so. Yeah. I was I was a hothead, but I also was like, to me, fighting was fun, and that was a very bad quality of mine, right? Uh, you was like fifty cent. It was like winning or losing. The idea of the fight was like recreation yeah. for me. He was in the back, thinking he was Kimbo Slice. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part, and I think the worst part with the group of people I hung out with, I was the short friend. Yeah, because like my friends, you know, Jacob and um, at the time, at at the time Johnny was taller than me. At the time, like most of my friends, Jamie was taller than me. Now that I think about it. Out of everybody, it was between Wilson's taller than me. Yeah, hey, I was the short friend, and mind you, I'm six, I'm six two now. At the time, I was maybe six, almost six one, and everybody else was like six three and up, right? So it was weird because it wasn't quote unquote short man syndrome. It was just more so I was more. What would you, to prove. Like you had to I don't even think it was something to prove. To be honest, I just I didn't think things through. I really think that's what it was. I didn't I didn't think about consequences when it came to most things. To me, it was just like, you had to be well, down. shit, let's do it. Yeah, you had to be down. And I remember it started from something as small as like 
me coming from Brooklyn and, and there was like a lot of weird mentalities that were like imparted on me in Brooklyn before I came down. I still remember, you know, I told you guys how my first day of school went in Florida. Like I didn't understand, you know, certain activities. Like, you know how when, when you're down south, people will walk down the street. Let's say we're walking down the hallway, walk down the street. You know, the black man head nod. Mm hmm. Like, you don't know me. It. I don't know you. We we lock eyes. We're like, what's up? What's good, and then man? he's like, what's good? What's up don't mean that in Brooklyn. So it's my first day. I'm in the, I think, either fifth or sixth grade, walking down the hallway. Kid, I don't know him, start eyeing me down. So I'm looking at him back. He look at me, and he's like, what's up? So I drop my book bag. And I was like, nigga, what's up? He looked mortified, bro. <laughs> this nigga look, this nigga look petrified. Like, yo, what is wrong with you? He probably got PTSD from your <laughs> ass. <laughs> so, thinking about that mentality, imagine that like a yeah. few years further plus a growth spurt. Yeah. So, like, the dumbest fight that I could probably remember was, it, it, and it was one I lost. Um, that's important. I went. I went to uh, high school high school day for um, for FAMU. This was my first time playing for FAM. They give you this thing where if you it's like an early audition, pretty much. So I go out there, I play. Dude told me flat out if I'm still this good as a senior, heck yeah, I'm gonna get a full ride scholarship. Should have never told me that. At this point, I'm like 14. What? I'm I'm back home walling. To me. Grades don't matter. Class don't matter. What, what the fuck I, am I showing up to practice somebody for? Somebody told I'm me done. I'm nice. Yeah, I'm I'm nice. I'm I'm not just nice, nice. I'm nicer than all of y'all. I'm good. I miss practice maybe three, four days in a row, right? I come at the end of the week. This nigga Joel says something to me. Ego out of this roof, right? And I'm like, man, don't say nothing to me, dog. I don't I'm even need to be, Yeah, I don't That's even need to be here. Tips. I was like, bro, I don't even need to I don't even need to be here. Joel was like, yo, you know, mind you, he's not older than me. He's one of my freshman brothers. Like, we're both freshmen. Mm -hmm. He was like, yo, you're making us look bad. You're making our class look bad. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to be on our toes and da-da-da-da. Like, we're trying to look good for the upperclassmen and this and that. We're trying to do what we're supposed to do. You giving us a bad stain. I was like, man, fuck them upperclassmen. They ain't better than me. Like, I was ain't talking no, like that. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was talking greasy, right? Mind you, Joel is trying to help me. Young ignorant me don't see that. I'm like, bro, why are you even talking to me, bro? You don't, you don't got no oh, like authority damn. over me, this and that, da da da. da. He's like, hey, bro, I'm like, like I am your friend. Like, why are you, bro? Flex hard on you the said cat. I don't fuck with the help. Little did I know, little did I know, Joel fights for real, for real. <laughs> now, upperclassmen at the time. They decide they want to uh, get, because we have boxing gloves. They got two pairs of gloves. Joel called me out at the end of practice, so they gave Joel a pair of gloves. They gave me a pair of gloves. I'm thinking, man, all right, this about to be light work. I'm stretching whatever. I'm going in there. This nigga Joel took a fighting stance. From the stance, I already knew this was not about to go the way that I thought it was about to go. <laughs> the fighting stance is important. Joel's nickname was Febreze, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Breeze. He cleaning y'all air? Bro, I kid you not. He's like, I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit. All right, I try to jab forward. I jab. I leave myself open for maybe a second. 
a second and a half. This nigga hit me like six times. <laughs> I was I was so confused by the amount of times that I got hit in the face that I was like, is there is it one nigga in front of me right now? Oh, it's like five. You fought somebody with licensed hands. This man, uh, there's a place called Dynamic Boxing Studios down in Pine Hills. He fought, breathe, he fought at Dynamic Boxing Studios. This man was like 31 and 0 with the nickname Febreze. He was for fucking that everybody that up. Wrong motherfucker. Damn. Yo, I kid you yeah. not. When I tell you this nigga fucked me up like it was nothing. Didn't break a sweat. It was one of the most embarrassing <laughs> moments of my life. Mind you, I was talking crazy before this situation, right? Yeah. And the worst thing is when a nigga whoop your ass, and the whole time he's talking to you, he's like, ain't even have to be like, like this. <laughs> oh, that's the one. Nigga, he said that nigga for real. Yo, he whooped my ass and was disappointed in me, bro. <laughs> I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. Dog. This ain't what you want. Moments like that are important in life to me. I think sometimes uh, for your, sure. your ego needs to die in order for you to realize yo, maybe yo. I'm tripping. Sorry. To get yeah, I fought a boxer and that nigga. Every time me. you touch a bottle for breeze, you think yeah, of that yeah. shit. <laughs> Every time that nigga be like, damn man, yeah, let me get my shit right. Let me go. Yeah, yeah that's funny, bro. That, uh, nah, the but, ego yeah, death is important. For I me. asked him after yeah. the fight because the worst part is we both used to catch. Uh, we we both used to catch the links bus after practice together, and it was only me and him going in that direction. So imagine we like I'm walking to the bus stop, and this nigga come walking up next to me. He's like, "We still good." <laughs> yeah, to make show. I looked at him. I was like, "Nigga, we better be." Right. Like, are I we? I don't want. I don't want to do this again, <laughs> sir. Are we? For real. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And then I was like, "All right, so where did the nickname come from?" He started laughing. He was like, "Niggas call me Febreze because my hands so fast. It feel like somebody spraying something in your face." <laughs> nigga, bring that shit down it. to him. I get it. Yeah, uh, bro. As it. a nigga who took it first, like. Yeah. First person view? Nigga, the shit felt like so, somebody. <laughs> question, do you only buy Glade? <laughs> I only use plugins, bro. Uh, plugins? You don't fuck with no time. Ain't no spray. Breeze. Ain't no spray, bro. Ain't no spray. That's yeah. trauma, y'all. PTSD, dog. <laughs> but now, at the end of the day, man, like, it should, I wish it was still like that. You know what I mean? Like, artists... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If this story was like a 2022 story, that nigga would have shot me. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a yeah. whole I... different Different era, different yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, different that's shit. the difference between just like real shit and bitch assness. And if it was just more real shit going on, where it was just like, hey man, like I had to teach, show you a lesson, and that's what it is. Either you respect it or you don't respect it. And most of the time, like once you're taught a lesson, a real, especially a real person, once you once you're taught that lesson and you take that humiliation or that embarrassment, if you haven't learned your lesson at the end of that point. Then you just might have a lot of bitch assness in you. That win some you now you got you win some you lose some speech. I I say it all the time. I think that's what it is. And nowadays, you know, if something like that happens and you you try to lessen someone after the end of that, like you said, it is someone picking up a gun or somebody, you know, doing something stupid. I think that brings us around full circle with I guess the 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 biggest atrocity out of all of this is when I see somebody die at the age of like twenty one, twenty five, twenty six you know, 28, I always, I don't just think about the person that they took away. I think about the person that will never get to experience. Right. I think about the version of them that they never got to grow into the, the endeavors they never got to fully, you know, embrace all the different things that they could have brought to the world that are taken away. And real shit. 
part of that growth because I look at I look at growth on both sides. I look at the growth that he'll never get to do, and I look at all of the growth that didn't happen in the person that took his life, whether it be because, you know, there's alternating stories. There's some that feel like it could have been a friendly fire situation. Somebody on his side pulled a gun or opposite. Let's say somebody on the opposing side pulled a gun. I look at both of those individuals and I think of the finality that comes with firearms. Firearms are final. You don't get to wake up the next day and just dust yourself off and, and, and learn from the moment. That person is gone and that's it. And it, it it looks like, for me, it looks like a culmination of so many different things. But the biggest thing is that the deeper ego was never quelled. And I think that's the most dangerous thing. Ego causes the death of men. It causes the death of women. It causes the death of people. Because that thing in you, that monster in you. If you never tame it, if you never teach it how to just be around people and not be a menace, not be a nuisance, not to damage the people around you, then you're just walking around as a ticking time bomb. And like uh, Charlemagne the God says this all the time, he said every day that we wake up and walk around, we are just trying to avoid becoming casualties of somebody else's crazy. That's real shit, too. But I go by the name of Reggie Days, man. This has been yet another episode of Reality Bites. Today I was joined by my right-hand man. Shame the dream. And we were also joined by Chef. Thank you, guys. Later days. Tonight. Say the poor are the source Revolutionaries say it's like
psychological war Invented by the press just to have something to applaud Some say the first case came from a maternity ward Some say a morgue, some say the skies, some say the floors Wars say the nuns, nuns say the whores And everybody is sure The scientists say it only affects the mind The little boy said it only affects the girls The preacher man said it's gonna kill off the soul A bum said it's gonna kill the whole wide world, world Death is on the tip of her tongue And danger's at the tip of her finger And her streets are on fire Nine, 